This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. I'm Mike Ross filling in for Dave. Uh, earlier on in the hour, I had a conversation with Brock Richardson in our sports chat. Talked about uh, TELUS Canada announcing today that they've joined Tim Hortons and Scotiabank in pulling sponsorship from Hockey Canada. And now we're getting word uh, through uh, Sportsnet that Chevrolet Canada is now pulling their sponsorship as well. Uh, it's uh, Here's a quote from a statement from Chevrolet saying... We can confirm that Chevrolet Canada has stepped back from its sponsorship activities with Hockey Canada as we seek more clarity on what specific steps the organization has and will take following the alleged incidents of abuse. We at GM have no tolerance for abuse of any kind and wish to see Hockey Canada return to setting a positive example for all Canadians in all it does. That's Chevrolet Canada GM uh, responding to Sportsnet this morning and uh, that being shared through uh, City News in Vancouver. That's where I'm pulling that information from this morning. But it just uh, gets uh, worse for Hockey Canada from a financial standpoint as this is the fourth major sponsor that pulls their money from Hockey Canada events uh, surrounding the certainly the World Junior Championship, which is their next big signature event happening over the Christmas holidays. Earlier this week, community reporter Louise Levesque Burley shared an experience she had booking a motel on Prince Edward Island that denied her guide dog access. Now, in a similar situation, another one of our community reporters has experienced the same mistreatment and joins us now to talk more about it. Melena Kazanavichus is back with us here on the show. Good morning, Melena. Good morning, Mike. Long time no chat. It has been. It's great to be uh, here with you, reconnecting. Um, I wish it were under better circumstances because this is a story that is just way too common across this country. Can you walk us through your your experience here from a couple of weeks ago? Right. So this this was um, September the 15th. And a friend of mine who's also visually impaired and a guide dog user and myself and uh, my friend's cousin who was sighted, we all uh, attempted uh, to uh, enter a restaurant um, and were um, denied access because we had our guide dogs. Um you know, Mike, I'd say this is not the only incident. And generally, from my perspective, being a, a guide dog handler of 21 years, I have always managed to resolve the situation. The problem at that particular restaurant was that there was a patron who very loudly and bluntly turned to my friend and myself and had told us to go find another place to eat. The dogs and we were not welcome there. This is a patron, and we were disturbing her lunch. You know, and this is at that point where you kind of lose your diplomacy and your calm. Mm-hmm. And and it's individuals such as that patron that are more dangerous out there in the public right now than the restaurants or venues of any 
form, shape, whatever the case may be, that they're the, they're the bigger problem. Because I did try to explain to the patron that I had worked on the provincial legislation here in Nova Scotia. There was a law that protected us under the human rights and said patron again, uh, no such law, you're making stuff up, go away. <laughs> How often <laughs> do you find yourself in situations like that having to very, uh, very vocally uh, and pointedly advocate for your basic human rights? I, well, I, you know, honestly, Mike, I'd say in the last five years, it has become quite increasing, uh, particularly here in Nova Scotia. Um, you know, and I hear the stories across the country as well through some of the, the groups I, I belong to. So it is be- becoming more increasing outright denial to access, maybe not as much so um, as just the whole, and I will use this word, harassment, questioning, um, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I'll give an example. So IKEA is one of the biggest culprits here. Every time I go into IKEA to spend my hard-earned AMI dollars, you know, it's an eight-minute process before I can even get into the store because the security there is questioning what kind of a dog is it, where is its vest, and the, the, here, here lies the other problem right now at this point, at least in Nova Scotia, is that there's confusion between service and guide dogs. Dogs that perform tasks, we all understand this, properly properly trained and accredited. One wears a vest and guide dogs wear a harness. And people do not understand that in this province whatsoever. So it's a constant, continuous, where's the dog's vest? And when you try to tell them it's, it's, um, it's, it's a guide dog, it leads me around, I'm blind, my dog wears a harness. It, it's 10 minutes before they finally understand. That happens, I would say, on a weekly basis with me because I'm out in the community a lot. And just the other night, two nights ago, actually, Mike, a friend insisted we take Uber. I'm sorry, forgive me. I despise that company. And I did not want to take Uber. We got in. My friend cited got in. I get in. The conversation starts already. No dogs. The end result of that was the driver shut off the car, stepped outside, started yelling at us he wasn't going to drive us. I was not going to budge. This was two nights ago. So I'm, I'm pretty beaten down at this point. Um, anyway, he did call the police. The police showed up within 10 minutes and told him what his two options were, a penalty or to drive us home safely. Ask me if that was a comfortable ride home. Uh, well, I was, I was <laughs> going to ask you, what, was the, what did he choose? Um, he chose to drive us home. Yeah, because because truly, Mike, you know, people are in need of work, uh, sure. and, and I and I and I will put the blame on management, corporations, companies, this province who in in 2018 promised to do education when more service dogs came on board, thus those wearing vests, and I'm in full support of any properly trained dog, full support, who who is properly accredited. But their education from the province here went as far as three weeks, and that was that, and, and nothing else and further. So how do we make it better? How, how, do, how do we make people more – because, listen, there's an expression, you, you can't fix stupid, right? Um, but you can, <laughs> yes. certainly, but you can yeah. certainly make people more aware – um, so that hopefully they don't sit there and accuse someone who's been involved in making legislation happen that they're making things up because that's just infuriating. Yeah. How, do you, yeah. how do you do that? How do we make people more aware? 
Okay. Well, I had a couple of discussions with some of my colleagues and um, also Louis Greco, who's regional um, manager for policy through CNIB. I think what, what needs to happen, one, starting at, at the guide dog schools themselves, not to put more onus upon them. So when the puppies are in training, the puppies that are being trained to be guide dogs are in fact wearing a vest. Therefore, when they're in the venues training, the, the puppies doing all, all of that initial training before they get into harness, I think it would be best if, if the schools also said, once these dogs are trained, they will be wearing a harness. Have a picture of it. Two, I think the province should be taking this on more a, a lot more. Three, I also will put the onus on CNIB. Now, CNIB's come out with stickers to put on the outside of each business that says, guide dogs welcome. I think this is a huge misconception and misleading to the general public who don't understand. So and I'll give you an example. If we have a mall with 100 stores and only 20 of these stores have a guide dog sticker welcome here, what do you think the public is going to think? They're going to think it's only 20 stores that are accepting it. This is what has to happen, so on and so forth. My thought on it is, who will pay for this? I'm not sure. Big posters in staff rooms of each business. So in the bathroom of the staff room where the staff members um, enter and exit the, the venue and one poster that has a service dog, another poster that has a guide dog and link those posters in saying, by law, these dogs are permitted in with their handlers in all spaces. Here is a service dog, here is a guide dog. Not on the outside of each venue, but on the inside where the staff people are in case management forgets to train. Those are my ideas. And, you know, how, how realistic uh, is it to expect that we can get this done, right? I mean, you've you got to get a lot of people on board, and, and we've got we've to be loud about this, right? It's not, it's not just something that, that, that you do on your own. You've got, you got to get voices together. Well, and, 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 and this is the problem. So, you know, how do we get the voices? I, I don't know. I, I'm, I've been, uh, honestly, I, I guide dog advocacy, to me, I thought other people were handling it a lot better, and clearly they're not. I, I've sort of swayed away from it and, and done just my own, except for the last couple of weeks now, apparently, yet again, because I've been focused on a lot of other advocacy, as, as everybody here on the show knows. Um, so how do we get people together? Um, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure. I don't have a full answer for that. I, yeah. uh, how, to, how to engage people more? Um, uh, I don't know either. Um, and to get legislation put in, higher penalties, that's a whole process of, you know, three to four years. Who's got the energy? Because at the end of the day, and I've had a lot of people come to me and say, business owners, well, this doesn't happen very often. In fact, it does happen often. Um, we, th those of us who are blind or partially sighted, have full lives. We get home at the end of the day and we run into these things and we just want to end it. And it's not an easy solution, but it starts with no. conversations like this one. Milena, thank you very much for being here today and sharing your perspective on it. Thanks for the time, Harris. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. 
AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.